0: are Locked On NFL,
1: your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome into the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day, it is tuesday that means i am here i'm back i am luke braun at luke braun nfl have escaped and i'm also here with ross jackson at ross jackson nola freshly verified uh Part of the elite, (laughs) and uh, we got a lot to talk to you about, but first I want to let you know about the Peacock and Williamson show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the very same Locked On podcast network. Today on the show... We are going to talk about some interesting comments that uh, Devonte Adams had about all this, the drama and, and the hubbub surrounding Aaron Rodgers. And we're also going to talk about the uh, return of one of the NFL's most, we'll go with interesting figures sure. to a team. <laughs> Ross, it is good to be back. I uh, hope you all didn't miss me too much. Uh, Tyler did a great job last week in my stead so thank you Tyler if you're listening for filling in um, but I guess let's start with this Devonte Adams quote so um, mm-hmm. it was part of an interview with a SportsCenter article and or on uh, Fox Sports Radio and I'm uh, reading a SportsCenter Synopsis of it. But he mm-hmm. said that if Aaron Rodgers left, quote, it would change a lot. It doesn't mean potentially I'd be gone, but i definitely have to do some extra thinking if my guy, meaning Aaron Rodgers, wasn't here. And he talked a lot, you know, Aaron Rodgers is my guy. And now, I mean, of course, right? He came up his whole career with Aaron Rodgers, his yeah. NFL career and all that stuff. And they've had so much success together and they've built such a relationship. So it totally makes sense that look, if the linchpin of the whole Packers organization is gone, yeah, it would make sense that guys would think, okay, what's my next chapter now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at Devontae Adams, who's not in the position of a guy like, let's say, Michael Thomas over in New Orleans to where – that quarterback retires, right? The quarterback you came mm-hmm. into the NFL with, Drew Brees, retires on his own volition. This is a very messy situation. It's bitter. right man. now in Green Bay, yeah. And if you listen to Peter Bukowski over at Locked On Packers, like you can hear every bitty, every little bitty detail about all of this because it is really, really spicy. Like everything that's going on. I believe I'm drinking it up, and I know you're loving it. I know you're loving it. <laughs> and that's part of what I want to. It's part of what I want to really like dive into here is. What is the effect of something like this, like Green Bay potentially losing Aaron Rodgers, potentially losing Devontae Adams if that were to also happen? What does this do to the NFC North? What does this do to the NFC
0: I mean, yeah, it makes everything a little easier, right? For everybody that has to play the Packers twice or play the Packers once in the year, that game or those games get a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. And of course, for the NFC North, if if the the Packers just implode and fall apart, what are they going to do? Trot Jordan Love out there? They weren't even. They would rather have Tim Boyle on the field right now, like they've said (laughs) that. (laughs) So it's not going to be him. And by the way, this whole thing reflects poorly on Jordan Love because oh, yeah. there was a lot about like maybe he'll take, you know, two whole years to develop and and they're looking right now to extend Aaron Rodgers. Like if the Packers had their way, they would add more years to Aaron Rodgers' contract and they wouldn't be done with Aaron Rodgers until he retires or whatever or until well after or even like, what, a year, maybe just at the same time, as Jordan R- Jordan Love's rookie contract expiring. So they're not going to get the rookie contract exciting quarterback thing. That guy's like, they're, they're going to have to start making fifth-year option decisions and extension right. decisions before they've seen the dude play a down of meaningful football in the NFL. Right, That's not a great situation. Even if you do paper things over with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. there's a first-round pick from 2020 that's looking like it's going down the, the drain.
2: Yeah, and it's terrible for a guy like Jordan Love who, like you know, gets drafted to what he probably assumes is a really fantastic organization, and getting to work and learn from a guy like Aaron Rodgers, much like Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, and like there's much all these like sort of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much
0: like very it's, similar uh, yeah.
2: tones, right? And so it's like it's just one of those things where, like, for Jordan Love, it reflects negatively on his situation, not reflecting negative on him personally, but you know, he's not getting many votes of confidence out there publicly, and I guess that makes sense because the Packers number one priority here is to smooth over everything with Aaron Rodgers but if they were to lose Aaron Rodgers let alone also potentially losing Devontae Adams if Devontae Adams were to say hey this ain't it who becomes the favorite in the NFC North is it the Vikings and new starting quarterback Kellen Mond or does it go somewhere else
0: (laughs) oh no uh It might be the Vikings by like default. I mean, it's not the Lions. The Lions are don't seem interested in being competitive right away. Right? They're kind right, of in their right. depths of their rebuild. I kind I like the Bears honestly, mm-hmm. especially yeah. now that they have Justin Fields, who I was mega high on in the draft. So my heart Same. sank when they got him. Oh, um, that stinks. <laughs> oh, got And that, well, now I have to hate him. I've got to cherry pick things that I don't like about him. I have been super biased, and that's hard for me. I like the kid. Uh, no, like. They've got if if Justin Fields is the quarterback that I think he is mm-hmm. and the Bears have a quarterback and then they got Allen Robinson, um, you know, that is the kind of quarterback that's going to mitigate some offensive line troubles. He's going to invite some of his pressure, some of his own pressure by holding the ball, but also be able to overcome that pressure with, you know, the schoolyard ball that he can play. And the Bears have always had a defense. So mm-hmm. that's a I I the Bears and Vikings, I would put as kind of a 50 50. Um, and I'm probably higher on the Vikings than most Vikings fans. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, so I, I, I don't know, but it certainly wouldn't be the Packers. What are they going to do? Trot out Tim Boyle. What are they going to bring in? Like, I don't even know who's on the free agent market right now. Bring in. D.D. Westbrook, Somebody, I don't know. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Where do you go from here? That would be a really tough situation for them.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what happens to the Packers if this all transpires the way it's supposed to, right? And of course, you know, maybe you get a million draft picks back from Denver and you just lean mm. into the rebuild and get rid of all your big contracts and just go for it. Right. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that means you get to be competitive in a few years. But it, it does seem like there isn't a way out of this for Green Bay that doesn't involve either... Smoothing things over with Aaron Rodgers and kind of ending the conflict. That's what Packers fans have to be rooting for. Or Absolutely. Absolutely. Enduring like a period of excruciating darkness. Yeah, absolutely. And look, while
2: the Green Bay Packers have found a way to uh, cloudy up their quarterback situation for the future, the Jacksonville Jaguars at least have found a way to really solidify their quarterback position. But it's another position that's getting some attention. We'll talk about that here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. But despite all of the things going on with Aaron Rodgers, he's still right now recording to our good friends here at BetOnline.ag. Uh, second place tied for second place at plus 1000 for 2021 2022 MVP. So if you feel one way about that or another, maybe head over onto to betonline.ag, take a look at those odds and see if there's a spot that you want to put down a little bit of cash because it's the best place for you to do that fastest and easiest place to place all of your bets betonline.ag. And if you're not into betting right now on future awards for the NFL, don't worry, you can bet on, you know, player performances, win loss totals, chances to make the playoffs division, and conference winners and you can also look at things from the mlb nhl nba ufc and mma is even on there and of course reality tv too because they've got you covered on everything that you need over at betonline.ag and don't forget that it's free to sign up so when you head over there you can also use that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n by going to betonline.ag and when you sign up you get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for a 50% 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: All right. So the news dominating the cycle on Monday, the biggest thing to happen in the world of sports, I'm just going to, I don't even know what happened in the other sports, but this was the biggest <laughs> thing for sure. Tim Tebow returns. He's signing uh. with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end. Like we've all been begging for, for years. What do you make of this? (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, it's what we've been begging for for years, but unfortunately it's like eight years too late. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, this is all just kind of wild. I mean, you look at the decision-making process here. Or whatever this process is, whatever this decision is, (laughs) if there was a process or not a process, he gets a little bit of a tryout. It breaks the day of the NFL draft, which is like, you know, out front and center for everybody. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, they make their selection of Trevor Lawrence. And then now we move on here and hope that this was just never going to come back up potentially. And now here we are. They're actually going to sign the guy to a one-year deal. Very likely only for camp. You look at uh, tight ends who operated in a single season at the age of 33 over the last 10 years. 5 out of 23 had just over 500 yards. So a semi-decent season only arrives for a 33-year-old tight end 22% of the time. You look at first-year tight ends, of which Tim Tebow would also be. He would be a 33-year-old first-year tight end. Then you're talking about 23 successful seasons of over 500 receiving yards in those first seasons. But that's out of... 275 <laughs> players over the last oh 10 God. years it's eight percent Luke this is not something that just jumps off the paper and says screams this is gonna work just get ready Jacksonville fans for another season of James O'Shaughnessy because it's more than likely what you're gonna get
0: yeah like he's not making the team right there's like, no way right like there's not no. a real expectation here and for this look, to happen Every team brings in twenty or thirty guys that don't have any expectation of making the team. You bring in right. rookie tryouts, you bring in dudes from the CFL. My Vikings mm-hmm. brought in five XFL players this season, or five <laughs> AAF players, and then I think right. it was two XFL players later or something. Like they bring in guys from these organizations from all over, no stone unturned. Right? They drafted a German YouTuber once. Like, <laughs> the, it, I, did not, I did not know that. Okay, he was his name was Moritz Boringer. He was a whole story. And he had a ridiculous athletic testing, like, better than Julio Jones. It was, like, insane. Um, But he had no idea how to play football. He'd only been playing for two years. But it's still, it's like, teams will do anything to try to find an edge that somebody else isn't trying to find. And and so, to be as charitable as possible, look, Tim Tebow, ridiculous athlete when he was coming out, right? Mm -hmm. So so much so that people thought he'd make a good tight end. And at 33, how much of that athleticism is left? I don't know. Some? Who knows? But you... To, to go find out and to spend probably the veteran minimum, which if you like with with the way the salary cap works is going to displace another s- salary. So call mm-hmm. it negligible cap space sure. and a spot on your 90 man roster that otherwise would have gone to, you know, some random person who was like a backup at Sam Houston State like. This is not a costly move at all. This is a costless right. thing, and teams just do that all the time. It's hilarious, and we can dunk on it forever. Um, <laughs> but it, it ultimately is something that is not really a referendum on team, Tebow or the Jaguars or anybody. It's just a, a dart at the board.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, you could hear more about this over at Locked On Jags with Tony Wiggins. But uh, you know, Brandon Olson over at Locked On Gators did a really great piece about this because, of course. Tim Tebow, former Florida Gator. If you look at mm-hmm. Tim Tebow's RES score, relative athletic score, uh, which is put together by Kentley Plot over at math bomb on Twitter, uh, you can look at, and you can change his athletic testing, which mind you is from 2010 from quarterback to tight end. And you see him with an 8.79 relative athletic score out of 10 when comparing him to 2000, oh, excuse me, when, when comparing him to tight ends since 1987, coming into the NFL, uh, great, uh, speed, composite speed grading, elite agility rating with a 6.6 uh, three-cone drill with a 4.17 short shuttle. He had a 38-inch vert, 38 and a half coming into the NFL. But mind you, this is all from 2010. How much of this athleticism is honestly still there? And we know that he was a ridiculous athlete or let's say is a ridiculous athlete as he was coming into the NFL. But how much of that is he really going to be able to translate onto the field as a 33-year-old, mind you, first year tight end?
0: Right, and you have to, like, learn the position. Like, all of those right. 33-year-old seasons you mentioned, or first-year tight end seasons in the NFL, those are guys who've been playing tight end for, you know, maybe a couple years in college yeah. at least, even, if not all even since high school. Yeah, even Taysom Hill had a ramp-up. Like, <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? Like, even T- even Taysom had, had some time. You know, he was on <laughs> special teams first, and he caught a couple of passes oh here and God. there, and then he got into all of that. But, like, this ain't gonna be that. Taysom Hill, only three years younger than Tim Tebow. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely nuts. And, you know, I want to talk about this really quick because you kind of talked a bit about, like, what this really is. And, you know, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who really should, I feel like, should be focusing a little bit more on their new QB1, their new franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, this does create a bit of a distraction for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And just to, like, look at this from... A different perspective sort of a a social justice and NFL perspective at this point the NFL has no more excuses for the negligence shown towards Colin Kaepernick like let's just be real there's no longer an excuse here all things being equal right all things being equal Tim Tebow wanted to come back to the NFL if if Colin Kaepernick wants to come back to the NFL, Tim Tebow is going to take a negligible contract if Colin Kaepernick is willing to take what would be equivalent to a negligible quarterback contract, which is never going to be vet minimum, then there is no reason any longer to say this can't work because he hasn't been on the field long enough, he would be too much of a distraction or he, you know, isn't good enough or whatever it might be, like if we're still making decisions In the middle of seasons when teams are in desperate need of a quarterback to sign quarterbacks that aren't really all that great. And then also now taking a look at Tim Tebow and sort of watching all of the reasons that the NFL has given over time kind of fall by the wayside one by one. And especially after last year, the league and Commissioner Goodell making the promise that they would work to sort this out and everything and sort of have that sit down with Colin Kaepernick. All things being equal, there's just no more excuses at this point. So it's either that. Kaepernick doesn't want to be in the NFL anymore or the NFL doesn't want Kaepernick in the NFL and we have to be open about whatever this is now. I'm not going to have any feelings either way because we've already experienced all this and the experience mm-hmm. is over, but there's just no more
0: excuses at this point. Yeah. It's, I almost just kind of wish the NFL would just, or, you know, the teams themselves would just be like, yeah, we didn't like that. He knelt and right. we didn't want to sign him. We just right. did it. Like <laughs> just say it, just, just say it because yeah, there's a lot of, We've been fed a lot of BS. You know, how many times have we seen Connor Cooks and, you know, <laughs> right, right. guys that maybe shouldn't make a team who end up starting a game because they were the only guy, you know, and, and you look and you say, is that really the best guy you could have found? Because right. I don't think so. Right. Mark then, Sanchez you know, you,
2: started a game in the last three seasons. Like, this my is goodness.
0: this is why, you know, <laughs> oh, my that floored me. You're right. Wow. Uh. <laughs> So, you know, and then you hear, okay, well, he's going to be distraction. Well, more of a distraction than Tebow. And he's been out of the, my my thing was like, okay, well, now that he's been out of the league for three or four years, nobody comes back after, you know, three or four years. Well, I guess not anymore. I guess, I guess not. Right. So yeah, it's like, what's the next thing you're going to make up? Or can you just tell us that? And, you know, for people who, I I think a lot of people who said like, well, they always had this reason or that reason or whatever, just say you didn't like that he knelt and we can reconcile with that. But like, be honest with us, man.
2: Right, yeah, that's it. That's all that it is. But yeah, no, look, Tim Tebow. Uh, I hope he enjoys this training camp invite. And honestly, you know what? I kind of <laughs> hope he balls out. I kind of hope he balls
0: how out cool because would what it be a story, team?
2: yeah. <laughs> right, what a story that would end up be. Like, don't just come in here and settle for tight end three, Tim. All right, Timothy, you better run up Timothy. in there and get that tight end one spot. Go ahead and take that from everybody. Not a lot of wear and tear on the Mets. He might be in good shape. That's he might right, be fresh. He might be. He might be. And, you know, keeping in good shape is always a good idea, especially on the road. Making sure you got the tread on them tires. Big shout out to our good friends over at (laughs) rockauto.com. You can check out and let them know whatever parts, pieces, accessories, whatever it is that you need for your vehicle are all taken care of that you can grab them at. 30, 50, 70% the prices which you would grab them over at, let's say, uh, oh, I don't want to name anybody. I don't want to be like that. Let's not be salty. But, you know, the brick-and-mortar stores, the chain stores, stuff like that. (laughs) They're going to charge a different price for the professionals, and they charge you as a do-it-yourselfer. But that's not the case over at rockauto.com. You get charged the same price no matter what. So if you're looking for, let's say, oh, I don't know, a fuel pump assembly for a Honda Odyssey 2005 to 2010, yeah, I'm looking at you Catherine, I know you need it, and if you need it, head over to rockauto.com, and they've got it there for you at a fraction of the prices which you would get over at that chain store. And when you get there, don't forget to let them know that Locked On, since you were writing Locked On to the How'd You Hear About a section at checkout, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. It smells weird in here since last time. I was I was in the, f- the fantasy form. I don't know what you guys did, but we're here with Marcus Mosher uh, <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about we're going to follow up on something we talked about before, which is some of the, the like veteran losers, veterans that stood to lose a lot and also nightmare rookie scenarios. But let's start with that first one. So, Marcus, give us some of the the names that we were talking about or now what has happened, you know, veterans that had a bad weekend on draft
1: weekend. Yeah. So, Luke, I think we talked about James Robinson and how I was a little bit nervous about him going into this draft. And unfortunately, I think he is one of the biggest losers, right? Somebody Mm -hmm. who was a top 15 running back last year. And now, Jacksonville, with a new head coaching, you know, new coaching staff all together, they bring in Travis Etienne. Uh, It seems like they're going to give touches to Carlos Hyde. I think James Robinson is a guy who we really liked last year, but now I think going into 2021. We're just not sure about what kind of workload he's going to get.
2: Yeah, that's really unfortunate. What do you do with him if you have him on your on your roster right now?
1: You're probably just going to have to hold him for, for right now and hope that he just shows that he's the best running back on the roster. And listen, Ross, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, we saw right. him last year perform really well. I think if you sell him now, you're selling him pretty cheaply. Hold on to him. Let's see what it looks like once we get into the season.
0: Yeah, there's always ways for camp to kind of play out where suddenly a guy just takes way more of the workload than you thought and Mm -hmm. definitely maybe don't want to sell a guy right now where it's like it could possibly possibly be his lowest, but you definitely don't want to buy either.
1: Yeah, I mean, Carlos Hyde shouldn't be somebody that scares us from a fantasy, you know, from a perspective. But I think, again, because they did add Travis Etienne, I do think there's a little bit of, you know, there's a reason why he's he's falling in drafts right now. But again, hold and let's see what it looks like week one, two, three.
2: Yeah. So as we look at other veterans to that are potentially in not great scenarios following the draft, are there any, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, we sort of looked ahead at the draft to see if there were any, quote-unquote, nightmare scenarios that rookies could end up in. Is there anybody that ended up in one of those nightmare scenarios?
1: Well, let's stay in Jacksonville and talk about Travis Etienne <laughs> because you know, there was a chance that maybe he goes to Pittsburgh, he needs the workhorse, or maybe he goes to the Jets or Buffalo. Instead, he ends up with Jacksonville and Urban Meyer and in the post-draft press conference, Urban Meyer calls Travis Etienne a third down running back. And Ouch. Carlos Hyde and James Ouch. Robinson <laughs> are going to be doing the you know the lion's share of the touches. So I do think eventually Etienne will become the workhorse back. But I just I have I've have got concerns about what it looks like early on with in Urban Meyer's offense.
0: Speaking of um, Jacksonville and Urban Meyer's offense, do we see TE1 upside in the former Met Tim Tebow? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. Ross, you might be the one to chime in here because we <laughs> had Payson Hill last year's tight end uh, eligibility. So what is That's it like right. to have a, a bad quarterback be able to play in the tight end spot? I
2: have to <laughs> that tell that you. old quarterback. <laughs> is, yeah, right. Yeah, there's nothing like a 33-year-old first year tight end, let me tell you. Uh um,
0: <laughs> 18 months older than That's right. right. This isn't a real thing,
1: right? This is just for attention during off-season stuff and maybe a hard knocks promo, right? Like, that's it, mm, right? I love a good hard knocks
2: promo. That's actually a really <laughs> good point. Yeah, I know, but you're right. I mean, I do think that some of this, there is a publicity side to some of this for Jacksonville, but you have enough, like, why don't you just focus on that QB1 you've just drafted as opposed to QB76 you just put in your tight end room, like, it just doesn't make a lot do, of sense to do me. Do we
1: think this is just Urban doing Tim Tebow a solid, like to try to get his name back in the league circles, and maybe, maybe he shows enough during camp that he latches on somewhere else? But I, I, I don't know. I, I think you this put is put that evil I, on me, Marcus. <laughs> maybe don't No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just again, I think this is Urban doing Adam
2: a Troutman shaking God. in his boots. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right absolutely. Oh man. All right. Any other, any other rookies that ended up in uh not so great situations after the NFL draft here or, or rather veterans, sorry. Any other veterans that ended up in not so great shape after the NFL draft here?
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll mention Hollywood Brown or the Ravens, because that's already a passing offense that just doesn't have a, have a lot of volume to go with you know, yeah. start. And now they add Tylan Wallace. They add Rashad Bateman in the first round. They, they signed Sammy Watkins. They drafted two receivers last year. Uh, if you were concerned about the, the volume for Hollywood Brown last year, I don't think it's getting any better.
2: Yeah. And he was already a home run hitter as it is.
1: Right. So you were you were relying on him hitting multiple home runs a game to be startable in fantasy leagues. And now mm-hmm. with the volume going down, doesn't look great for our guy, Hollywood.
0: And I think you mentioned before the draft that like if the Ravens take a wide receiver, that would be bad for that wide receiver too. So that's kind of rough news for like Rashad Bateman if you took him before the draft or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just not great all the way around for for any of those receivers. And again, it's not a knock on Lamar. And I think a lot of people, when they listen to this, they think, you know, hey, Rashad Bateman ends up at Baltimore. It's bad because Lamar is bad. It's just not the case. They just have. It's just not their game.
0: It's a volume thing. Right.
1: They, They have way fewer dropbacks and passing attempts than the average NFL team. So a Rashad Bateman might only see three or four targets a game rather than, let's say, eight or nine somewhere else.
2: You got to love it. Hey, look, if you want to hear more about these veterans that are in not so great situations after the NFL draft, make sure you check out the Locked on Dynasty football podcast. Marcus and Kate broke down a bunch today. Marcus, you can follow as well over on Twitter at Marcus underscore motion. Check out the Locked on Cowboys YouTube page as well, where he and Landon McCool get a lot of great work done. Marcus, we appreciate you coming through, buddy. Anytime, guys. All right, football fans, thank you again for joining us here for another episode of Locked On NFL, your Tuesday host for Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola. Look, Luke, I might be verified, but at least your team wasn't the one that ended up with in Book, right? So at least there's <laughs> something there for you. We were cracking all the Is jokes it about it. it. You got <laughs> verified. But what did uh, it cost? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Oh, but we'll be back with more tomorrow. To be James and Tony tomorrow. So he'll probably be talking a little bit of Tim Tebow himself, oh, yeah. host of Locked on Jacks. And they'll also be joined by an NFL draft expert here from the network talking more about the NFL draft and getting all those takes in. So make sure you check them out on tomorrow's episode of Locked on NFL. But if you're looking for something today, make sure you check out the Locked on Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, bringing you all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes here with the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.